0: Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast, where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of
1: the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Super Mario Bros. 3!
0: Super Mario Bros. 3 was developed and published by Nintendo and released in Japan in October of 1988. It was later released in North America in February of 1990. That's right, man. Uh, I was pretty furious once I realized how old the game really was when it came out. I know, it's kind of amazing. But our poor friends in those PAL territories and beyond. Oh no. They had the... They should be even more furious than you. I'm... For good reason, man. Because they had to wait till August of 1991. Wow. To get their copy of Mario Brothers 3. <laughs>
1: Nintendo, even a, a mega hit like Super Mario Brothers 3, they, they really take their time. Yeah.
0: It goes to show why so many of our listeners uh, overseas are definitely sometimes bigger fans of Sega. I think that Sega definitely cared more about yeah. the European and beyond yeah, I, territories. I, I don't blame them one bit. Now, work on this game was actually started directly after Mario Brothers 2, which, in our world, is the Lost Levels. Right, right. But it did take uh, two years to complete. Well, I mean, there's a lot to this game, so I Which I is kind of amazing that it still came out that early in yeah. Japan. Now, originally, this game was supposed to be uh, isometric. I saw that. Uh, a kind of third person. <laughs> but apparently, they figured out, like everyone else uh, failed to, that you can't really do platforming in that, that
1: view. So early, Nintendo figured out a lesson, you know?
0: <laughs> and I guess the only holdover is the tile floors that look like they're kind of rolling out towards you. Yeah, like at the title screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what we got. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, the cart for Super Mario Bros. 3 was pretty interesting. It had one of the custom MMC3 chips mm-hmm. Nintendo made, and that was a memory mapping chip that allowed them to do a lot, a lot more uh, processing power, memory movement kind of stuff. Gotcha. So it actually had a system built into its programming where it made certain sprites kind of on the fly from pre-drawn shapes. Okay. Which allowed it to have a lot more things going on and a lot less memory. That's why we see such a wealth of different types of enemies and graphics in this game. There are quite a few. And that chip also made the scrolling so smooth in all the directions, including diagonals. Yeah, yeah, I saw. That's that you a... don't see in a lot of games on the Nintendo. And then even on a more basic level... It allowed the menu area at the bottom of your stats and whatnot to be a separate screen, technically. Yeah, yeah. Freeing up even more processing power just for the movement on the top half. And, hey, it pays off. Now, uh, was this game
1: delayed by ROM shortages, right? We kind of talked about that before as well.
0: Yeah, well, we mentioned it briefly in the Wizard episode, and uh, I guess we'll mention it briefly again here. (laughs) There was a ROM shortage for those chips, uh, worldwide, there was a ROM shortage, and therefore, those chips were also right, right. affected by that. Therefore, they had these games completed and even translated, but they did not have enough chips to manufacture a decent amount to sell across the United States. Man, what what a shame. Yeah, it's, it's a bummer. We would have had this game even earlier. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Nick, when this game was released, though, I think these are the Japanese numbers. It sold 250,000 copies in two days. Wow. And then by 1993... It had sold a total of 11 million units in the U.S. and Japan, and that's before it went pack-in. Oh, I, I forgot this was a pack-in for a while. Man. Eventually, yes. And, of course, this game has been remade and ported like a billion times. Right.
1: I mean, even pretty early in the 90s, you got the Super Mario All-Stars on mm-hmm. Super Nintendo. I, I played it some there as well.
0: I think there was a, a port made for the Game Boy Advance at some point. Yeah, it would be foolish not to. I don't know. <laughs> I could be wrong on that one, though. It, it had a weird hit and miss of which Mario's got Oh, it got Um, but it has been put on every virtual console as time has gone on understandably Uh, I've bought it at least three times (laughs) or four from them and uh, most recently it is on the NES classic as well which hopefully if you're listening to the podcast now uh, as it's time of release you can actually find them in stores I've seen them at (laughs) most of my local stores on the shelf that's awesome finally yeah definitely pick it up because it plays uh, just like the original but now you can do it on an HDTV right in your living room, great deal. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Super Mario Brothers 3? Well, it
1: is a well, it's a side-scrolling platformer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, similar to
0: previous Mario's, but different in its own myriad ways. Yeah, I'd say it has very light RPG elements added to it.
1: Yeah, it expands the gameplay of the, you know, the platforming is inside a larger kind of game itself.
0: Yeah, we'll explain more about the maps and that kind of thing a little bit later. But just as with any Mario game, you definitely can jump. And the control scheme goes right back to Mario 1.
1: Right, you've got your B as your uh, run or accelerate, and A as your jump.
0: Yes, but it does pick up a few extra things from Mario 2. Yeah, um, like carrying shells and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Which you do by holding down the B button. When you uh, encounter a shell or whatever you've liberated from the creature (laughs) that was, you know, using it.
1: Yeah, you can get buzzy beetles, etc.
0: And then in this game, there is a new mechanic. Uh, It is not just running like the old one, but you have a meter that fills as you run.
1: Yeah, kind of cool. Down in your uh, score box heads-up display area, you get a little, uh, you know, like you said, meter that will fill up. And then once it maxes out, it'll start start, uh, beeping and stuff.
0: Yes. And, you know, depending on what items you have, that full meter can do different things. Well, like one of two, it will let you know when you're at max speed and when you will have the furthest distance and highest arc for your jump.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this is a, you know, classic Mario jump as we've uh, kind of branded them, but maybe one of the best, man. This is the, like going back, I I felt like I still had all the skills, you know, I remembered a lot.
0: Uh, It, It took me a moment because I will say that I feel like this Mario has a different weight to him than some of the other Marios. He feels almost a little heavier. Definitely more so than the, uh, you know, in Super Mario 1 or 2. Yeah. So while you can jump higher, I feel, in this game, and even further with less running distance, he has a, a heaviness to him that does make a... It changes your gameplay a little bit of how you're going to maneuver through a jump usually.
1: Yeah, It uh, definitely. I think... I don't know. It makes me wonder, you know, it's been a while since I've played Super Mario World, you know, mm-hmm. but I know that these were the two that those were the two I played the most. So I right. feel like this will be a, I feel like maybe this is the Mario that like
0: I, I, I truly originally cut my teeth on with the jumping. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I can see that. Now, this game, like its predecessors, is a two player game, but it does change things up a little bit. Well, when one player completes a level, the other player then gets a turn. But that level that the player one or whatever has completed is still completed.
1: Yeah, so you can skip each other's, you know, you don't have to both play through all the levels.
0: Uh, Not only that, but as we'll talk about more in our uh, personal history with this game, I feel like it was really a revolutionary gameplay feature that allowed two people to share the game uh, that wasn't, you know, co-op. But also at the same time, you didn't have that uh, syndrome that I'm sure you ran into where, a friend would come over who's not as good at a game. Right. And right. they got to watch you play for 30 minutes on your turn. And yep. Then they played for about three, and then back to you playing for another 30.
1: Yeah, at least this way you get to, you know, a little more equal time there. Exactly.
0: Or at least an attempted to do so. Now, uh, there's a couple other weird things that happen with two players. But mm-hmm. I think we're going to get to that when we talk about the mini games. Oh, sure. Okay. But, of course, in this game you have lives. Yeah, you start with five. And you have the classic... Uh, Mario, big, small system, mm-hmm. where you start a level small, and you need to get an item, a mushroom, to grow large, which gives you one extra hit. Yeah. Now, in previous games, there was a fire flower, mm-hmm. and that would give you one hit additional. Right, right. Uh, or what was that flower in the Mario Land? The fire flower? Was it still the fire flower? Are you- I'm pretty sure, unless it has some other weird name. I- yeah. Well, because you're not shooting fireballs, you're shooting those power balls.
1: Oh, Mario Land, yeah. So is it no. a power, power flower? No, I, yeah, something like that, yeah.
0: Okay, but in this game, what really blew all of our collective minds <laughs> was that you didn't just get one new suit, right? Two. Right. This game is littered with new suits and abilities that Mario can take on.
1: Yeah, you get uh, quite a few, and that was really a big draw for me. You know, when I learned about all the
0: options, oh I, yeah, I was, I was hooked. And now I think it's a great time to talk about the suits, but you have to talk about the items along with the suits because they are treated as items much of the time.
1: So, first of all, you have your classic coins, Uh, Mario Staple.
0: Yes, and those
1: are littered throughout the level, hidden in blocks of various sizes. Yeah, tons of them. um, 100 of them will give you uh, an extra man.
0: Not hard to come by in many of these levels.
1: Correct, yes. Uh, And as well as that, you will see uh, 1-ups. The green and white mushrooms are still... Kicking around here. Mm-hmm. Also with great frequency. And uh, Starman still operating like like we know and love.
0: Now, I do enjoy the upgrade to your powered-up Starman form.
1: Yeah, you get... Um, now when you... I, it's only when you're a Super Mario or a larger, right? But Correct. You get a sweet uh, f- a flip, like... a Somersault, kind of, yeah. yeah. Somersault, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, it looks great. I love it. I love any time that when you're powered up, your jump becomes crazier.
1: Yeah, you're totally... Ready for action. And then um, we have the Super Mushroom. This is
0: your first, most basic power-up, really, mm-hmm. that you know uh, makes you into Super Mario. It is the Mushroom. Now, we do have to say that the sprites in this game are a little larger than the previous two. Yeah, yeah. And there is definitely a bigger change between regular Mario and Super Mario, mm-hmm. size-wise.
1: Yeah, um, and one thing, too, that I, I don't remember if this uh, worked in the Mario 1 or 2, but... When you are Super Mario and you are running, you know, say as fast as you can in jumping, if you crouch in the air, your guy will inhabit the upper section of your two-tile-high sp- uh, mm. sprite. So it's uh, it's a way to squeeze, like, a, a little extra height on a jump if you're trying to get I... up somewhere. Oh, weird. I, I kind of forgot about it until I close to the end of the game. I started doing it on accident, kind of, and, and I remembered it being, like, a, a tactic I used to abuse as, as a young child. Hmm. But it probably doesn't matter because uh, if you have, well, the next item, the fire flower, will mm-hmm. operate the same
0: as uh, it used to. Yeah. Now to go back, I'm sorry, on the, to go back on your last point, I do enjoy in this game how much more height you can get out of your jump, especially with only one or two spaces of running. Yeah, you can. You don't have to, it doesn't take as long to get that momentum as it used to. No, not at all. But you don't need a momentum with that next item, the fire flower.
1: Yeah, um, you know, pretty classic, but it does have a... I actually really like the color scheme of this Fire Flower where mm-hmm. you are, like, orange and red as opposed to white and
0: red. Yes. Now, one confusing note, not really that confusing, though, is that when you play as Luigi, uh, his color schemes are kind of hit and miss when he gets a power suit. Yeah. Sometimes it changes with him, but ones like this, he looks exactly like Mario. He does, Yeah, but
1: let's um, say the next item, the Super Leaf, which will give you the Raccoon
0: Tail. Mm-hmm. Now, his Raccoon Tail is green. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to Mario's,
1: I would always I like the alternate colors better. I would I would always volunteer to be player two just so I could get the green
0: green raccoon tail. Well, I was a, as as the Luigi fan. I was always eager to be player two just to be <laughs> Luigi as well. So
1: yeah, and this is um this is a very powerful item. One of the
0: best. Um, it is the item of this game. It is what separates this game from literally all platformers before it. I mean, you have a picture of raccoon Mario on the cover
1: of the game. So, yes. they're they're you know, they're putting their eggs in that basket and for good reason.
0: And unlike the fire flower, this is not a simple color change. That's right. You actually acquire a raccoon tail and some ears. Yes. The raccoon hold a interesting place in Japanese society. Right. Because I think they were imported. Okay. to the island. Okay. They're okay. not natives of it. Makes sense. Uh they have a creature that we'll talk about in a moment that is in their mythology that is similar to a raccoon right so therefore i think they really adopted the raccoon as a a creature that they thought was fun and, and interesting right Right. not like a trash creature as uh, americans think of it trash pandas which is why you know it became this power up but
1: if you just press the b button you will spin around and you do a little attack with your tail
0: which is the thing i did the least with yeah. this uh, suit mostly just used for breaking bricks it's as it's an offensive a very, uh, yeah it's a very close attack so you set yourself up for danger a lot of the time
1: yeah definitely but um if you jump and you press the a button while you're in the air you will waggle the tail and it will decrease your rate of falling so you can really glide and, and aim yourself better
0: yeah it definitely makes a lot of the trickier jumps in this game no longer tricky at all much yeah. easier yes uh, and
1: but most importantly i guess um if you max out your running uh, power meter and you get up to max speed and you can jump in the air and then start jamming down that a button and you will fly
0: yes and you'll fly up at a f- almost 45 degree angle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you can change that left to right yeah. but as long as you tap that button you will be moving at an angle up
1: yeah, so you can. Uh, that's a, a big method of exploration. A lot of levels have stuff to
0: check out in the air and just finding extra coins, hidden uh, power ups, and such. And you have a few seconds of that. It's not unlimited, it's about five to ten, somewhere in between there. Never mm-hmm. timed it because I don't know. Never, right. never had to. <laughs> but it is a very, very satisfying feeling. Yeah, yeah. You, you're cruising through the skies. And it's amazing because this game its worlds were bigger than any other game i'd experienced on the nintendo yeah and being able to just shoot up through them through the sky was mind-bending i couldn't believe there was that much in every single level
1: yeah i mean even if you don't find anything hidden you're just skipping so much you know you, you, and when you consider that you can get to the top of the level and then when your flight power ends you're still you can glide down with your raccoon tail you can cover so much ground without uh without much trouble at all
0: yeah it's definitely the One of the best ways to skip a level if it's giving you some trouble and you have enough room to make that flying clearance. Yeah,
1: definitely. And uh, a very similar suit that you will find uh, later in the game, typically, is the Tanuki suit.
0: Yes, and the Tanuki is that uh, creature from Japanese folklore. Mm -hmm. And it has a wide variety of magical powers, not all of which are appropriate for our... Uh, PG-13-ish <laughs> podcast. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, different societies have, have different norms and uh, what they find, uh, you know, acceptable to talk about in, in shared spaces. Right, right. Uh, but if you want to look it up, it's very interesting. Uh, on the other hand, some of their powers do include flight and shape-shifting. Which uh, makes sense here. And they often impersonate uh, statues of monks.
1: right. And uh, here you can see uh, several of those powers at work because it will handle just like the raccoon tail. You get the tail whip and the flight and everything.
0: Mm-hmm. And if you hold down and A, you will magically turn into a stone statue.
1: Yeah, this is a and you're invincible, and
0: it's a pretty awesome power. It is. It if you have the time to pull it off because it does take a, a moment, just yeah. a second or so to transform you. You can avoid any damage that is not falling, you know, pit death.
1: Right, and this will also damage enemies that run into you, you mm-hmm. know, and things. So it's uh, it's pretty powerful. Yes, and it looks adorable. Yeah, you have a, this is a full body suit. You're not just getting a tail and ears here. You're a
0: furry fella. Yeah, you you're just your little Mario face is peeking out of this <laughs> full body suit.
1: And now we can move on to another fine suit, the frog suit.
0: Mm, <laughs> fine
1: is yeah. uh, it's a word it's uh this is a you know um it's a very interesting suit that i wanted to like more than i actually do
0: i really really like using the frog suit which like the tanuki suit is a full bodied suit you now look like a frog with Mm -hmm. mario's head sticking out of it yeah and if used on land it is very awkward to control his forward momentum is strange yeah you no longer walk you do a short little hop it's it's kind of weird but you do have a very very large and long jump yeah, yeah. Which is kind of good in some levels, I would guess. Yeah, yeah. I like it in that those brief scenarios. But underwater, the frog suit, is actually really amazing if you know how to use it properly. And yeah. what it does is it takes away the entire move set of underwater Mario. Yeah, yeah.
1: You're not, uh, you know, previously you would be pressing your A button to swim in little spurts up
0: just like uh, in Super Mario Bros. Uh, 1. Or balloon fight. Yeah, yeah. Which, as we discovered, is where the actual (laughs) movement patterns for the underwater scenes came from. Yeah, but with the frog suit, you can just press any direction and swim. Um, And if you press no directions, you are uh, buoyant. You just sit at that one spot. You don't move up and down. You don't go left and right. Yeah, and uh, then you can move super fast if you hold down the A
1: button while you swim. It's pretty sweet when you're underwater.
0: Yeah, I found that, really, you don't even want to use that A button most of the time. You're so nimble. And you can just tap, tap your way around with the frog suit. You can avoid almost all enemies very easily because yeah. their movement patterns are really there to mess with your arc movement mm-hmm, as swimming mm-hmm. Mario.
1: And I mean, while it's cool to go that fast, it's not really necessary. No, most it's more situations. dangerous
0: than anything. Usually i like to have it there just as a escape clause. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but most commonly, I would say the frog suit is used as a throwaway extra hit once you've Realized you're no longer near water, and you still have four <laughs> or five of them in your inventory. Yeah, uh, unfortunately.
1: Um, and then uh, finally, um, the suit that really, really got me excited when I saw this uh, in Nintendo Power. Cetera, oh no, I know what this is. It's the Hammer Brothers suit. Yeah, the letdown suit. I man, I w- I remember being very let down, and then this time I realized how awesome and powerful it is. Like,
0: and you know what? I'm gonna agree with you there for me the biggest letdown is how rare the suit is because this is yet another full-bodied suit Mm -hmm. you now inhabit the shell and helmet of a hammer brother yeah so first of all
1: uh when you have the hammer brother suit if you crouch you will kind of retreat into the shell and you are uh immune to projectiles
0: yeah super handy and it's uh, instantaneous it's not it's not a second like the tanuki
1: yeah yeah um i don't think yeah and this will you can still get hurt by creatures correct
0: yeah yeah Yeah. it's just projectiles
1: but you do get um you know obviously you want to throw some hammers if you got this suit
0: not just some hammers yeah you can throw what you have two on screen yeah but if you're close to something yeah yeah and hitting them that's more than two these um hammers are pretty awesome they have kind
1: of a weird arc that's the hardest part is they have a strange arc And it it alters
0: if you're, like, holding B and
1: moving. You can Mm -hmm. get, like, a weird kind of very long-range forward arc that will go almost the whole screen. Yep. Um, I kind of got a feel for it uh, towards the end a little.
0: But the other thing is it does change your jump. Oh, yeah? I didn't really notice that. Or your movement. I'm sorry. Okay. Your forward momentum. You don't walk normal. Isn't that right? Uh, Maybe. I honestly didn't use
1: it that much. Uh, I I used it, um, well, spoilers, in level 7, there are a few levels that I had that were really hard. But the... This uh, These hammers, like, they're really great for killing uh, things in pipes, or them, oh. they'll kill thwomps, they'll kill um, oh. those rotary disc things, they'll kill so many weird, like, creatures I did not think were even vulnerable to dying, so they, it's just pretty powerful.
0: Okay, cool. Well, I could be entirely wrong then, because I also barely used it. I got it once, uh, and for the majority of my playthrough this last time, I was playing two players, Oh right, they were all hogged <laughs> by player one.
1: Well, so. I mean, it was something that I remember being more disappointing for my youth and then finding you know no there's actually some some value in that bad boy
0: and then you know I've, we try not to talk about too many modern games on this show because it is cartridge command <laughs> but uh in the mario odyssey the latest one oh man when you get the hammer powers it is so awesome
1: oh sure i bet man
0: it, you can unleash a torrent of hammers that's ridiculous.
1: Well, that's what you really want. Like when I thought Hammer Brothers, I would think of the Hammer Brothers in
0: Super Mario Brothers 1 where Mm -hmm. you're just, you know, fields of hammers coming out. And that's what you do in that game. So you finally get to experience that if that's what you've been holding out for.
1: (laughs) But, yeah, so those are the suits. that. Well, um,
0: those are the suits you can find and also put in your inventory. Right, right. But there is one more kind of suit that we should talk about. And which is many people's favorite item of the game. Sure, sure. You know, and it definitely holds a very special place in my heart as well. Yeah. And that is it's the Karibo shoe. Yeah, this is a rare item too. I think it's only available in like, what, two stage? One. One stage? It is only in one level of the game, which is a huge letdown.
1: Yeah, that's that's unfortunate because it's it's really cool. It's a giant boot that originally has what, like a Goomba in it? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You kill that Goomba and hop well, in that.
0: Well, it's only if you... Uh, either hit the goomba from underneath as if you would uh stun a turtle or whatnot from under the underside oh okay bop it you have to bop it out of the shoe if you kill it outright the shoe will disappear okay okay but once it's out of the shoe then you can take its place
1: yeah it's uh and then you can hop on i I believe it's immune to any of those little like biting plants and stuff i think it's
0: immune to everything like you can also jump on to piranha plants and whatnot. Mm,
1: yeah, and it's got a it's got a great jump. It's it's kind of like the frog suit jump, mm-hmm. but less. it's a little slidey
0: in its left to right movement. Mm-hmm, but another amazing uh, feature of it is that if you have another suit in it, such as the Fireflower, I think, mm-hmm. or the Tanuki, you also get the properties of that suit.
1: Yeah, I I saw somewhere that there's a way where if you turn into the statue right as you get on it, like you can enter. If you have a Tanuki suit, uh-huh. you, you'll you be in the, the boot and you can move around, but you're also invincible as if you were the statue. That's awesome. But again, in that one stage, which really doesn't warrant that level of firepower.
0: No, and you really don't even get to use it for much besides, you know, the express purpose of walking on plants that would normally hurt you.
1: Yeah. So it's 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 a really cool thing. It's uh it seems like a waste to only put it in one level
0: though. I know, especially because it's a really cute, really cool little graphic. Uh you know, you look funny in the shoe, the boot, it's great. Yeah. Every, everything about it's fun. The only downside is that it only appears in that one one brief level.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's it's super popular too, so
0: yeah. And I don't think it's ever come back. True, truly a shame, man. Indeed. Now that is it for the suits. But there are still more items that you use in this game.
1: Yeah, um, there are a certain kind of selection of them that you will use only on uh, the map screen, so maybe get into that now.
0: Yeah, when you are not in a side-scrolling level of this game, each level, each world that houses the many different levels Mm -hmm. is a full-size map where you see each land and then the links between them.
1: Yeah, there are a few split paths that offer you some choices, but really, you know, you're going through to beat all the levels. You will see fortresses, Mm -hmm. mini games that we'll talk about in a minute.
0: Yeah, and on this map screen, you can hit your B button or A button. I think it's a B button, yeah. Yeah, and it will pull up your item subscreen. Yeah, you do have an inventory of up to, I think, 28 items. Yeah, three rows and... You do not take these items from levels. These are all items you get outside of levels, and like you said, the bonus stages or things like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then you choose, you highlight them, and then you select them with your other button. They are activated, and then when you start your next world, you go into that world with whatever power-up you had then selected.
1: Yeah, so you can get the full selection of six uh, suits. You can find all of them somewhere you know, Mm in the game.
0: And stars, and even mushrooms. So Mm -hmm. you can have a suit on and then use a star, and then when you start the level, it will be you wearing that suit, start up for the next few seconds. Yeah, nice. So, Nick, these items you were speaking of. Yes. One of them was highlighted in last week's podcast. Oh, we're talking about the whistle?
1: Yes. The warp whistle?
0: Yes, made famous by the movie The Wizard.
1: Yeah, which is uh, pretty cool. It's an important item because it lets you, obviously, warp levels. It takes you to the warp zone where you can choose... Uh, we have up to three different uh destinations
0: correct now this whistle is taken directly from the legend of zelda yes
1: it does it plays the exact same tune uh, which is really awesome and you get a little hurricane a little whirlwind comes and picks you up just like uh previously
0: i loved it I, as a child that was one of the greatest things ever these little tiny crossovers yeah yeah so good now when you are in the warp zones uh, it's different than the other games. It's not just a area in that one screen. It's a specialized warp area only for when you use these whistles. Yeah, yeah. And when you use one in level one, uh, it will take you to the areas that cont- will go through levels two, three, or four. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you use a warp whistle in levels four, five, or six, it will take you to the second path, mm-hmm. which is the next set. Mm-hmm. And then if you use a warp whistle on level seven, it will take you to the one path that only has level eight on it right right now there is a trick mm-hmm. and if you use a warp whistle while you are in the warp zone yeah it will take you to the level eight path
1: yeah which is uh the, the fastest route to get to the final level
0: which you can do from the very first world of the game mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. granted you will have barely any items or lives yeah um, good luck so it will be much harder
1: yeah <laughs> Now, um, one thing that might help you, though, that you might also find is uh, Jugum's Cloud.
0: I didn't know he had a name.
1: I I remembered it I, when I saw it. It cracks me up because I don't think Jugum is in any of the other... Is that no. a character or anything? Like, what is it?
0: Not that I know of. The cloud lets you pass through any level or small castle. But you have to defeat a level for your progress to have mattered.
1: Yeah, every time you die, um, let's say, uh, in any... Uh, particular level you will return to the last uh little stage that you had defeated mm-hmm. so or
0: pipe you've come out of right
1: right if you skip a level and don't defeat the next one typically you might have to go back and do
0: it again but if you skip a level and can go through a pipe i think that saves you yeah yeah so it's uh you know it can be a a nice item to help especially if there's a level you're just really having a ton of trouble for with whatever
1: um you can also find um a large hammer. This might get you excited at first and think you got the Hammer Brothers suit, but it is
0: not. No, this acts like the hammer from Zelda 2.
1: Yeah, um, this will destroy. There are certain areas on maps that are kind of like they're made of rocks, mountains, hills. I don't know, but mm-hmm. you can certain ones you can just destroy with this hammer and usually free a, an alternate path.
0: Yes, um, although I didn't really find them that useful because nah. there's only one or two times you need them to get any extra stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can use them to skip levels if mm-hmm. that's what you're into, sometimes.
0: At the end of the game, I had uh, an unused hammer that I could do nothing with.
1: Yeah, I think I did too. Um, the thing is that some of these items, you know, particularly the hammer, like, if you if you have to continue on a world, any of your the levels you have beaten will be, they will come back and you'll have to beat them again. Mm-hmm. But... Fortresses, um, things destroyed by your hammer and such won't return. So that will allow you to not have to keep doing the whole world over and over. Yeah, very nice. Another item you might find is the music box.
0: Yes, the least used by me. I never used one once. I Um, used them at the very last level to change the music every once in a while. (laughs) Because um, it does. When you use it, a nice lullaby plays. Sure. and um, Replacing the level's theme song.
1: Right, and um, now typically, I, I don't know if we mentioned this already, but um, in each world, you will see uh, Hammer Brothers or you know enemies that kind of roam around the map. And uh, yeah, they... I
0: figure we'll talk about those in greater detail in the very final part where we talk about all the mini games and stuff. Sure, sure. But yeah, the the music box puts them to sleep, and they are no longer a threat. You can walk right over them. You don't have to encounter them or interact with them at all.
1: Yeah, but typically not a very big obstacle, really. No. And another item you can get is the anchor.
0: Yeah, how? I don't. I don't remember getting this item.
1: I don't. I think it only becomes available in the hidden white mushroom houses later, or something. Okay. Like, okay. It's again, it's not the best item. Uh, when you get to the very last level of any world, it will be the airship mm-hmm. level, and you will, you know, you'll enter it. And let's say you die, then yeah. the airship will move to another location, and you got to track it down.
0: Yes, and if you have the anchor you can use it and it will make the airship not move around
1: which i guess is a little nice like if you only beat half the level somehow Mm -hmm. you know it might retreat to a place you have to you know go through a level you were trying to avoid but in general you probably have already beaten most if not all of the
0: areas in the in the world so it doesn't matter no not not much at all and then there are a few returning um block type items such as the such as the p where you would hit a block and above it a little dome will pop out yeah yeah and there's more than one type of these there's small ones bigger ones and they affect different coins or blocks and what they usually do is they either make invisible coins appear they make normal blocks turn into coins or they make coins turn into blocks
1: yeah there um some levels are built around a kind of puzzle element finding that switch and what to do with it it's, it's a it's pretty cool yeah and there's also the uh what is called the jump block in the uh, manual, but mm-hmm. it looks like a musical note. Yes. This block will, like, bounce you whenever you land on it and stuff, and if you time your uh, jump right, it will give you a huge boost.
0: Not unlike uh, trampolines in most video games. Yeah, yeah. And then these also sometimes have items hidden in them, not unlike just the question blocks, which we forgot to mention. Items are found in question blocks usually. Yeah, yeah. You they're, all know that. They're
1: back, back and better than ever.
0: But the other way of acquiring all these items is through the mini, mini games. That's many, mini
1: games. <laughs> yeah, you have opportunities to, to get some loot there, M- mainly in the uh,
0: matching game, which is the, the like, uh, see, it's called the N Mark Spade. Let's get to that in a moment because every single world you get to always has two types of specialty huts or houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have one that is the Spade Hut, mm-hmm. and that is a match three game.
1: Yeah, it just looks like a spade,
0: kind of slot machine-like. And when you get inside, uh, there is a slot machine that is not vertical, it's horizontal. Right, right. And there are mushrooms, fire flowers, and stars.
1: Yeah, and if you can match match up a complete mushroom, it will give you, uh, what, two extra men. Mm -hmm. A flower is worth three extra men, and Mm -hmm. a star is worth
0: five extra lives. And the way it works is you have a mushroom every other image, Mm -hmm. then you have two... Fireflowers flowers and then once in that rotation is the star
1: yeah um i was terrible at this
0: i am also horrible at this game i managed to get i think about mm, six free men from uh mushrooms but i played it at least 30 times
1: yeah i i didn't get a single match until world six and uh I, and then i kind of had this technique i had briefly and then i lost it where i felt like if i if i could really focus up and get it try to press the button when the my desired slot was mm-hmm. like halfway towards the middle right couldn't Uh, do it uh,
0: reliably obviously as a child i would walk to my tube tv and put my finger on the leading edge of where it would be and use that as my help timing it okay those skills did not return (laughs) yeah i had nothing here now the other bonus house you'll find is just a mushroom hut now in both of these uh there are toads yeah hanging out trying to help you giant toads yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Don't know why they're so big. They're they're nice guys. But in the uh, mushroom hut, there are three treasure chests, and you are invited to take the contents of any one you get to choose. Mm-hmm. And they're usually somewhat level
1: appropriate, you know. Mm-hmm. Like you towards the end of the game is where you'll start seeing Hammer Brothers and Tanukis.
0: Yeah, and this is where you're going to find all of your specialty suits mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. you can select in the before the levels. Yeah, yeah. But as you said, there is yet another mini game. The in spades game, but that one is not found in every level. In fact, it's only available in uh, the odd numbered levels or something. Yeah,
1: something. It's um, you can spawn one every eighty thousand points in a
0: level. Yeah, but only in certain worlds. I think yeah, yeah. Because we, I feel like, got them every time, I and see, I got a ton. Yeah, much yeah. to the chagrin of player one, because I was usually wherever it spawned. As player two, so I instantly got it with no oh. no choice uh, yeah. in the matter. <laughs> nice. Now, this in spade game is just a matching game, and you have uh, two chances. So you can fail once, but if you fail two times, you're done. Yeah. And the cards are the items of the game, the basic ones. Your fire flower, your mushroom, uh, your star, mm-hmm. some coins, one-up. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. And whatever ones you match, you get to keep. They go into your inventory, or in the case of coins or free men, they go into those spots.
1: Yeah, which is really nice. Early on, I was able to accumulate a nice nice, uh, arsenal there.
0: Oh, it definitely helps. And this is not a randomly generated matching game. There are eight tile sets that this could be generated from. Mm -hmm. And as a child, I had hand-drawn these out on note cards. Nice, yeah. And if you start with the left-middle one... Mm-hmm. That's like your first clue. That'll get that. Uh, that'll let you know if it's one of most of them. And then if it's uh, a chest, it's like one of two other cards. You just have to find the match. You can make yeah, one true. mistake if you've made it. And then from that point on, you know what card you're on. Right. Right. Or what set, and then you can just run the board and all the items
1: yeah i remember um they had the like drawings of them in the nintendo power had that super mario 3 special strategy guide mm-hmm. i would use it then when uh when i had that but here i just kind of messed around I actually did pretty well so all right it's not that hard i found that as long as you're in the same session i was able to retain the memory stuff but if i if i took a break or came back to it then it was like any it, i don't remember what cards were flipped over before
0: <laughs> right because if you find another uh, in-spade house after you've done the first one, it will be the same tile set. Yeah, until you complete one. Until you complete it. So that's, that's pretty cool. Now, you also mentioned this white mushroom house.
1: Yeah, this is a, a secret mushroom house. And uh, this is, will give you some really choice items, uh, one of which we kind of forgot to talk about, I think. Which is the main one, which is the
0: magic wing or pea wing. Well, it's amazing, and uh, I'm not going to lie, I keep all of mine till the end of the game.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, generally, you don't really need them in a the normal game, but no. it's a, it's like a raccoon tail, but your your meter, your running meter is permanently maxed out. Yes. So you can just fly through anything.
0: And then you also get items like the P-Wing from letters from the princess after you've completed a world. hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Um, But uh, so and this is also I think uh, where you'll get uh, the anchor and some other things in these white mushroom houses now Mm -hmm. These will only appear they're never on the map to begin with and uh, I think in each level maybe There's one or two areas are usually self-scrolling or certain areas where if you get all the coins in this level It will appear after you beat it. Okay I'm familiar with some of them because I would try like I, I could sometimes I used to be able to get the one in the first world right I think it's 1-3 if you beat that, mm-hmm. get all the coins, but I didn't this time. I never saw one of these.
0: I hate to say it, but neither did I. <laughs> and then there is one more ultra-rare and bizarre-to-spawn specialty bonus level, and that is the coin ship.
1: Yeah, this is a, a fabled thing that uh, I, again, forgot how to spawn.
0: Agreed. But I, I did not see it in my last playthrough at all.
1: I didn't either, but you will spawn it's it's a short little level that's a boat that you can jump through and it's full of coins and you just get them i think you can get probably 2 if i remember right yeah two, men. 200 coins in there pretty nice but they're a little tricky to to get to appear
0: yeah there's a very specific set of conditions you must meet with your score and your time i think
1: yeah i was kind of disappointed in myself cuz i used to know this and i would i could always get it at least on the first level but um, if you're your coins need to be a multiple of eleven. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you have fifty-five coins, then you have to match that to the tens digit of your score, which would have to be say fifty would be the end of your score. Oh, okay, that's and not then, too difficult. And then you have to end the level when the timer is on an even number. That's the hard part. And and it only works in the worlds one, three, five, and six apparently. All
0: right. So I remember as a kid when this game first came out, the coin ship was like crazy. Everyone it, knew yeah. it existed, and but no one knew anything about why, it, why how it did, or when you would see it. It's very
1: mysterious, and then, and, and it's just such a neat kind of idea that you, when you're like, "Well, I really only got two extra men," but it just seems so cool and mysterious.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I played the same level three times, and then the fourth time, this crazy ship appears. That oh yeah, it's it's pretty fun. Cool, cool items. That's almost it for our bonus stages. There's one more I'd like to mention, and that is when you are playing two players. And you are on the overhead map. If you go back to the spot where the other player is and select that level, you will be transported to Mario Brothers, the original game.
1: Yeah, and like a neat little
0: versus mode. Yeah, and if you hit them from underneath or use the PAL block, it knocks the card they've received at the end of their level, You know your, which we haven't talked about yet, but you know, we will. You've <laughs> you played this game, I know. <laughs> You can knock that card out of them and then take it.
1: Yeah, uh, it's a good way. Um, you know, you're trying to match these cards at the end of each level to get more extra men. Mm-hmm. And this is a good way to kind of trade them. It, yeah, exactly. So to That's get more matches,
0: yeah. Uh, or if one person's really hurting on lives, you can toss them to them and they can get some free men out of it. Or if you're a young 10-year-old
1: Nick, you're just a jerk and you keep fighting each other to try to just not, for fun. not let the other person play.
0: Now it's true because whoever <laughs> wins this little confrontation... They actually continue to play.
1: Yeah, so, and that, that's a cool way too if you're, you know, you're up against a level that you just can't beat and you want to let the other player take a chance.
0: Or if you don't have an item that would be really good there and the other player does. That's another great way of, of doing it because if you die in this little Mario world, you don't actually lose a life, you just lose your turn. Right, right. Before we get out of the entire bonus stage area, let's talk about the enemies we mentioned earlier. You said there are sometimes Hammer Brothers or Hammer. Well, brother creatures, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. let's phrase that. They're just sometimes creatures moving around on the map. Yeah, um,
1: and they will, uh, if you encounter them, you will go into a small one screen battle.
0: Yes, this is where I use the majority of my stars. I feel like that's got to be what they're made for. Yeah, Uh, because they're usually the beginnings of levels are too long for it to really matter. Yeah,
1: definitely. And, um, you know, the most basic one are the Hammer Brothers. Um,
0: Yeah, not too much trouble because most of the time you can just run right away and go right underneath them. mm -hmm.
1: And Uh, bump them. You know, sometimes there are bricks that they'll jump up and land on, bump them from underneath. Easy peasy.
0: But they're not the only one you're going to run into. There are also uh, Boomerang Brothers. Yeah. Which are a little trickier, I think. Uh, Definitely,
1: because they'll, it's that split second before they throw the boomerang like they hold it up and it can get you if you don't mm-hmm. t- you got to time your jumps to get around that.
0: there are also uh fireball brothers.
1: Yeah, they're, they're my favorite. They're they're pretty cool cuz they they look different too. They're like red mm-hmm. and they'll shoot fireballs just like yours out. Pretty cool. I like to see the power-ups turned against me.
0: Exactly. And then uh beyond that there are the plants. Mhm. And they act just like the hammer brothers, but instead of just one enemy it's a series of pipes you have to go over or around, full of piranha plants and whatnot.
1: Yeah, I was uh, pr- pretty scared of these right away because they're kind of a pain. Even they're not very long, but I thought it was a full level. And I, when I first came into these, because you have all these really small pipes that have plants alternating in and out.
0: Yeah, yeah. It takes a while to get through such a small area because you have to be very patient. and yeah. Wait for the right moment to jump through. Always. Yeah, yeah. Or use a star.
1: Yep, yep. And um, oh, there's also the uh, the Sledge Brothers, who are the giant oh, hammer yeah. brothers, and they will uh, they throw a larger hammer as well as they jump. And if they land, they will stun you.
0: Yeah, which is actually a huge bummer because you're stunned for it's not that long, but it's long enough to be killed. Yeah, yep. That's uh, that's I, I learned that one the hard way. These guys are tricky. Kill them right away if you can. <laughs> yeah, you definitely want to have a fireball or a star or something like that. You don't want to mess around with no, the timing no. on these guys. <laughs> For sure. And that wraps up all the little bonus areas, stages, and enemies. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, this game does have lives. We talked about the one-ups and the many lives. And when you die in this game, like you said, you go back to the last level you defeated uh, on the map or the last pipe you went through. hmm mm-hmm. There are no checkpoints in any level. No, no. You got to do them all in one, one go. And then, as you also said, when you die, uh, there are continues. And... Player two, sadly, is not allowed to continue for themselves, by the way. Oh, really? Just as they cannot pause the game. Oh. <laughs> they are totally dependent on player one to hit the start button for them.
1: I forgot about that because that's a classic uh, player one jerk move. Mm-hmm. you can pause it in the middle of there. <laughs> yes.
0: But when you do continue, any levels you have beaten are now returned to their original state. Yeah. And if you're playing two players, it's very interesting because just the levels that that player who continued dot, uh their levels r- come back. Huh. But uh, let's say I'm Luigi. Uh all the Mario levels that have an M on them are now restored, but all the ones I beat as Luigi are still beaten.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you can you got to strategize, man. Hopefully you can open up some split
0: paths or something. But one thing I didn't remember correctly, which is actually a bonus, is that when you continue, you do get to keep your items. Oh, okay. I think at least Some of them, because I still had that hammer, and I know I continued once. Oh, right, right. Mm -hmm. Well, Nick, this is the flagship series from the Rolls-Royce of (laughs) video game developers at the time. Oh, yeah. We're talking Nintendo, we're talking Mario, and this game introduces a ton of new gameplay mechanics. I'm hoping the manual lives up to the hype.
1: Well, it does. This is a great manual, um... It's it's twenty
0: two pages like all the others.
1: No, no, this bad boy is we got forty four pages here. Whoa, full color and tons of uh, character and enemy art. You know, all all new power ups. You know, you got raccoon suit pictures and stuff. All well drawn, just
0: like you, you know you would expect. Matt, I can't put on this facade anymore. I know, I know. I loved this manual as a kid. Yeah. I poured over it time and time again it went with me to school i drew so many of the creatures and characters from this manual yeah. on the borders of papers and in my notebooks
1: well this was like you know and we mentioned it before with the uh, legend of zelda's instruction book like the the artwork in this is so good that it looked to me like it was from a cartoon and yes. I, was, I was convinced that there had to be an anime over there i mean it all looks better than the actual cartoon. super mario 3 cartoon and oh yeah maybe oh, we'll yeah. touch on that in the general chat a little but so, okay, this um, manual does a great job of explaining all the
0: modifications
1: and adjustments to Mario's moveset.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the American audience was dealing with Mario 2 last, so there are a lot of changes coming.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's got, um, you know, several pages where it's just, you know, it'll show that little uh, kind of controller icon. Where it's, oh, yeah. It's, a little, it's like the Nintendo Standard where it's a little white It's that uh, little white rectangle with the control pad and the two buttons in it. And it shows you how to use all your, uh, you know, different inputs and such. Um, You do get a little uh, story, which is kind of the one of the more the coolest parts about this book is that it introduces you to the uh, Koopa kids.
0: Yeah. And they are a very interesting addition to the world of Mario and have kind of come in and out of favor as time has ebbed and flowed.
1: Yeah, they were, uh, you know, it, it. specifically refers to them as bowser's children here mm-hmm. um, although later that will be retconned i guess
0: yeah yeah i think uh like pretty recently right or a few I years so. ago shigeru and definitely and they've appeared in uh i think one or two other of the games including most recently uh mario kart 8 oh yeah yeah the normal and deluxe version mm-hmm. but the characters themselves were different in japan and america not in their looks but in their names yeah
1: the uh actually the you know, there's seven of them, and they were named after a bunch of uh,
0: musicians, pretty much. Uh, well, in Japan, they were named after the programmers right, uh, and, right? at Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. And they were supposed to kind of reflect their various quirks and traits. Yeah. But uh, the American translators for this game had a very different idea. Yeah. So you get
1: a bunch of uh, kind of wacky referential, referential names.
0: Yeah, to, you know, various uh, pop and music stars and people. For the most part. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And some of which are pretty out there. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, And I guess we'll just go through them real quick. There is, of course, Ludwig von Koopa. Yeah, uh, who is um, named after
1: Ludwig von Beethoven. Even has his hair. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty obvious.
0: Then we have uh, Larry Koopa. I don't think that's named after anyone. No, just, you know, Larry, no problem. He's just a very simple name. But from this point on, they are much more interesting. Because you have... Morton Cooper Jr.
1: Yeah, this is a this is a weird one, uh, referencing uh, talk show host Morton Downey Jr., right?
0: Yeah, uh, for most young people, they have absolutely no idea who this is. I, I never saw. I didn't now, know. you do know, not from watching his show, but from the parody of him in so many things like Tiny Toons and other shows. Yeah, yeah. Where it's the loudmouth talk show host with a cigar and is always like yelling at people. Kind of
1: the... Uh... I mean, not really. Would you say it's as bad as Jerry
0: Springer, but it's kind it of the proto the version? Similar, not as, I don't think, uh, audience involved. All oh, right, But right. definitely a little trashier yeah. than most things at the time. <laughs> uh, then we have Wendy O. Koopa. This is a weird one. Oh, yeah. Because this is named after
1: Wendy O. Williams, a singer of the punk rock band, The Plasmatics.
0: Yeah, a very early punk band. Mm-hmm. And she's a very, uh, well... Risque. Yeah, she's not a very <laughs> child friendly character. No, and in fact, she had committed
1: suicide, I think, by the time this game had come out here. So, another weird choice.
0: Well, maybe it's just a nice tribute. I, I agree. I'll look good, at it that way. Good for them. Uh, and then, if you want to stick with the punk rock world, we've got Iggy Koopa mm-hmm. uh, from uh, Iggy Pop and the Stooges. Yeah, uh, famously known for, well, Also, not being very kid-friendly. Yeah, I mean,
1: clearly someone at Nintendo of America had a certain
0: musical taste, kind of. (laughs) Yeah, and more power to them, though. I think it's really cool that these characters do have such a strange set of names. Yeah, I mean, they're unique names. Or, I mean, okay, not unique, but they're interesting names. Yes, and then, well, for the last two, I think I saved our favorites musically. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure. Uh, We have Lemmy Koopa. Yeah,
1: Lemmy, um, which... Is one of my favorites because it's named after Lemmy Killmister from Motorhead. But yeah. hilariously, this is like the little guy on a ball. You know, I, it is the opposite
0: of everything <laughs> Lemmy would be known for. He doesn't have a sweet chops,
1: uh, Chopstache. mutton chops into the mustache. Yeah,
0: come on. No, and you'll find no ace of spades anywhere <laughs> in his uh, person. But then we have finally, uh, you know, my other favorite. And that is Roy Koopa mm-hmm, mm-hmm. named after Roy Orbison. Yeah. Sunglasses and all. Yeah, yeah. He's got his shades on, looking cool. And Roy Orbison, you know. That's right. He was a famous singer, incredibly amazing voice and vocal range. Yeah, definitely. Very long solo career. And then also, towards the end of his life, uh, played with the Traveling Wilburys. Yes. Uh, it's a great a great career. He has many wonderful hits. Uh, and if you haven't listened to the song, Working for the Man, yeah, I good. would recommend that one because... It is, uh, well, it's just amazing all around.
1: Agreed. So, yeah, you get these uh, interestingly uh, named uh, Koopa kids who, mm-hmm. um you know, and the, the brief story you get is that you have the Mushroom Kingdom and is a part of the mushroom world, I
0: guess. Okay.
1: And all of these different places are different worlds in the Mushroom Kingdom that are being attacked by the, the seven Koopa kids on their airships. They all fly in
0: to attack. And they all... Transform one of the the king into some sort of creature.
1: Yes, they all steal one of their magic wands and use it to transform the king, and then you... Those wands have
0: some very weird, specific powers.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Each each Koopa kid will have their own kind of attack pattern with them and Mm -hmm. stuff, and every king is changed into a different animal.
0: Or creature. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that in the last part of our show. Yeah, yeah. But what else do we have in this manual?
1: Um, Well, um, it goes... It explains all your items, various blocks, you know, you will see throughout it. Uh, I believe it does touch on the the mushroom physics kind of thing where mm-hmm. uh, depending on what side of a question block, for example, you're standing under when you hit it, the mushroom, if it emerges, will f- fall to the other side. Very important to note. Yeah, because that can mean the difference between a one-up and a no-up. So, or getting big
0: and dying in a, a few moments. <laughs>
1: um, it introduces you to all of the, you know... Various secrets. It kind of hints towards certain things um, and items. Um, It gives you a little intro to the different eight kingdoms. And that's very nice. You get a full six pages of awesome enemy art that we already kind of talked about. Drawn it
0: many times. little
1: Little bestiary there. And one of my favorite things is at the very end, you get a letter to Mario's players from Mario's staff. Oh. And they talk about how proud they are of the game and that they've made a lot of changes and advances to make it the greatest game yet. I actually kind of remember that. It's pretty... It, it's it's very kind of warm and genuine. I really liked it, actually.
0: Yeah. You know, that's the kind of thing that Nintendo really did with its fans. It's classy, the man. the children ones. It didn't treat us uh, as children all the time. Every once in a while, it would put in one of these things in the, the magazines or in the booklet <laughs> that made you feel like you were part of the team. Yeah. It's, that's, uh, that's just a really classy, classy touch. Agreed. And then even classier than that, they... In the book with two
1: full memo pages
0: which i what you don't even need them. i guess you can write down some secrets yeah, maybe the in mark matching game cards mm-hmm.
1: but oh, we forgot to tell you, there is a
0: score i guess you could write down your score yeah yeah but it's there for whatever you want so hey you know yeah. what i love me a good memo page i'm not gonna look down on it all in all it sounds like a pretty great instruction manual it is Well, folks, that's it for part one of Super Mario Brothers 3. Hopefully you read the title and saw that it was a multi-parter, because you had to realize there's no way we're talking <laughs> about this game in one, probably not even two parts. This is going to end up being a three-parter. I can feel it. Well, it's uh, a game of this magnitude and depth is, you know, it deserves it. It does indeed. So next week's game will continue to be Super Mario Brothers 3, and there is, there's no excuse for you not playing this game. Yeah, it's, come on. It's available... Everywhere and every way Nintendo has ever made a system. And it's,
1: uh, you know, it's it's very easy to pick up and go back to. Uh, easier than I thought, personally.
0: Yeah, uh, go out and, if you know, if you have the disposable income to do it, pick up that NES Mini. It's only 60 bucks, I think. Yeah, it's, it's a great deal. 30 games on it, many of which we've covered for the show uh, back in the day when we thought people could actually buy it <laughs> <laughs> before we realized that no one could. So next week we will be going through some of our personal history with this game, get Into our general chat and then start breaking it down world by world for you all.
1: Yeah. And as always, remember that uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us, you know, um, we love getting letters from our princesses and patrons. So uh, let us know. And at, princes as well. At princes, two princes, you know, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it took everything I had not to start singing that song. I, 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 um, <laughs> but yeah, you can get a hold of us at cartridgecommand at gmail.com
0: and uh, we'll uh, hit you up back in the future. We're also on the Facebook at Cartridge Command, where you can share your memories of this game, let us know what you thought about the show, or generally anything you would really want to. I also let you know when the show drops on the Twitter at Cart Command. Mm -hmm. And, of course, it always helps the show out if you rank us in whatever podcast device you're listening to. We're available for subscription in iTunes, Stitcher, the Google Store. Any way you want it. So please, uh, subscribe, let your friends know this show exists. It's uh, the main way we grow our show. And uh, we also would love to say thank you to everyone that listens, but it's those wonderful fine folks at patreon.com slash cartridge command. Yes. It is every coin they hand us that makes this show possible. They are truly the coin ships of our adventure. Mm -hmm. And with their financial support, this show will keep going strong every week. So we always like to say a special thank you to all of them. Thank you, mm hmm, and as always, cartridge commandos game, game
1: on. Anyhow, um, so this, uh, you know, you get it, uh, <clears throat> all right, hold on. <laughs> 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 hey, what you got is uh, some pages and you put them together with a staple.